This podcast is sponsored by IdealWorkspace.com, which promotes a healthier way of working through their adjustable standing desk. Check out their latest smart adjustable standing desk at aspirus.co, A-S-P-I-R-U-S.co. Welcome to Analyze Asia, the podcast dedicated to dissect the pulse of business, technology, and media in Asia. Hi, Sicheng. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And thank you for hosting me in Shangri-La today. And I think we also have a couple of interesting things to talk about. So who am I talking to today? I'm talking to Yu Sicheng, the Vice President for Alibaba Cloud International. And he's a very, very interesting character because they have just launched the Alibaba Cloud for the Asia Pacific. Uh, Sicheng, before we get on and thank you for hosting me last thank October with my team in Singapore visiting Alibaba and there's a lot of collaboration ongoing but I want to start off with getting to know you better how do you get started in technology well I first started my career in a middleware company called BEA Systems of course prior to that I had a short career in terms of starting up an e-commerce platform which was later acquired by the Globe the business that went in Seattle that's how I started. I was lucky I was in a very good area where uh, all the internet and the IT business just started to shape up. And then after that, you moved back to China. Yes. In your roles, I understand in, you have actually worked in enterprise technology companies prior to that before joining AliCloud. That's right. So what are the interesting career lessons that you can share with, with the audience? <laughs> I think the lesson number one that I've learned is just you have to keep learning and keep watching out for the new IT chains, right? So first, I think first to start, I first started my career in uh, enterprise software, working for a few companies. But later on, I think internet started to catch up, especially in China because of the massive population out there. And we really learned a lot in terms of the new IT architecture for those new internet startups. And that's how I actually ended up with Alibaba. What is your current role for Alibaba Cloud and what are the areas of coverage? So I'm actually taking care of all the non-China business for Alibaba Cloud. Uh, my major role is to expand and outside of China and also to replicate the success that we have on Alibaba Cloud in China to the rest of the world. This comes to the most interesting part of our conversation today. Prior to that, I need to make full disclosure. The company that I work for is actually invested by Alibaba. And of course, whatever is mentioned here, I'm just going to be asking questions. And whatever I say does not represent the organizations that I work for. To start off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of the Alibaba Cloud. I know in China, it's actually called Aliyun. The original story is that uh, Alibaba Cloud was initially designed to actually handle traffic volume generator and data management due to a lot of transactions and data on the Alibaba group platform. Today is slightly different. What is it like in today for the Alibaba cloud? Sure. So back in 2009, we started to commercialize technology that we use internally and also to package those technologies to be external offerings. So nowadays, we have developed to a platform which is growing, but to last statistics, a customer of 1.8 million customers. And also we have data centers, five regions in China and outside of China we have Singapore, we have Hong Kong and US as well. And we are looking forward to building another five to six data centers in coming 12 to six months too, so that we have a global coverage and a network. 
So we're a sizable business compared to what we had internally uh, seven years ago. And I understand from some of the data that I looked at, public data, that the revenue from cloud computing and internet infrastructure that ended last year, 2015, is about US 126 million, which is about RMB 819 million, and it's an increase about something like 126% year-on-year growth. Yes. So that, and you have like about 20,000 developers on that. Can you talk a little bit, any interesting success stories about Alibaba Cloud in China and stuff? Maybe you can give some examples. Sure, we have many exciting examples who are used using uh, Alibaba and also uh, doing exciting things on Alibaba. So, for example, in terms of scale, we are the cloud provider for uh, Signal Weibo, which is basically the Twitter of China. Probably have, they have more registered users than Twitter. In traffic volume, especially in Chinese festival, it's much bigger than the scale that they could sustain with their in-house IT systems. So they are a typical cloud user of Alibaba Cloud so that uh, we can actually help them to scale the business quickly. The other one, we have uh, another Chinese ticketing system for the railway, 12306. That's uh, where all these uh, uh, millions of people come in to buy the tickets when Chinese festival comes in so that they can get a ticket and go back home, right? And this system just used to not able to sustain such a big time and now with the help of Alibaba Cloud they could do that. There was uh, some tenant show recently actually a few weeks back where with the big data capability and data crunching analytics tools that we have on Alibaba Cloud we successfully predicted the winner of that tenant show. Wow, right? <laughs> that's impressive. That's an AI uh, tool that we call, yeah. Mm. yeah. And actually, in fact, last year when I was there for the cloud computing conference in Hangzhou, mm-hmm. you, you guys have also announced the focus on going into artificial intelligence, quantum yes. computing as well. Can you share a little bit about those new initiatives that's Sure, going? sure. So we recently launched, uh, on that effort, we launched uh, what we call the Data Plus program. What we do is we used to be able to provide this uh, big data and analytics tools for cloud tenants. And then based on that, the cloud tenants, with the help of Data Plus program, they can able to expose the data following the API that we designed for them so that it becomes a data community. People can start to do that data exchanging, of course, under the willingness of the cloud tenants themselves, right? Uh, the data will belong to whoever who owns that. So Alibaba Cloud just provide a platform for them to enable that. But by leveraging the cloud data and also the past platform that other people create, a startup, a typical small startup, can actually leverage other people's assets without reinventing the wheel so that they can actually expose their data to other people and also to leverage other people's data so that they can actually serve much wider audience than by doing that themselves alone, right? So we have attracted hundreds of participants on this program, and we look forward to have, uh, having this program to uh, expand to the rest of the world as well. And so that comes to what you are doing now, because uh, last July, in TechCrunch, Alibaba Group has actually invested US $1 billion to take Alibaba Cloud International. What has been the progress so far? So, so far, we have four data centers overseas, Hong Kong. Singapore, U.S. West, and the U.S. East. And we're looking forward to building another maybe six data centers around the world. And we currently have offices in Singapore, which is our headquarters. We also have people deployed in those regions that I just mentioned. And hopefully we will have people serving our local clients very soon around the globe in coming 12 months. 
Also, we have major partnership in our partnership program, so that we can actually partner with some local folks to uh, cover local audience. So we are making big progress so far. In terms of the countries you have expanded so far, other than Singapore and Hong Kong, are there any other places that you have been to so far? And also, you want to talk about some of your major partners to the Ali Cloud? Sure. So we are trying to get to not only Singapore and Hong Kong. We're trying to get to Mina area, for example. In Mina area, we recently partnered with a partner called Miras, and we had a new joint venture called Evolve coming up already, operating in uh, Middle East area and serving local audience. And also in in Southeast Asia area, we partner with Singtel. And uh, in U.S. and in Europe, we look forward to getting into that market as well. And uh, we have plan to establish data centers over there. We have the data center in East Coast and West Coast established. Okay. So it's uh, up and running and in service right now. So of course, we are looking at some other markets as well, that including the countries around Singapore, for example, Indonesia, for example, Malaysia and Thailand and ANZ area. We hopefully can establish a global network at this to uh, cover local audience. So we're making big progress so far. In terms of the countries you have expanded so far, other than Singapore and Hong Kong, are there any other places that you have been to so far? And also, you want to talk about some of your major partners to the Ali Cloud? Sure, yeah. So we are trying to get to not only Singapore and Hong Kong, we're trying to get to MENA area, for example. In MENA area, we recently partnered with a partner called uh, Miras, and we had a new joint venture called Evolve coming up already, operating in Middle East area and serving local audience. And also in Southeast Asia area, we partner with Singtel. And in U.S. and in Europe, we look forward to getting into that market as well. And we have plan to establish data centers over there. We have the data center in East Coast and West Coast established. And so it's up and running and in service right now. So, of course, we are looking at some other markets as well, that including the countries around Singapore, for example, Indonesia, for example, Malaysia and Thailand and ANZ area. We hopefully can establish a global network at this yeah. So, for my audience, Minas is actually Middle East and the North Africa region. So, what are the services currently AliCloud provide to businesses out there? I mean, I know that the segmentation is not just only for the startup ecosystems, but also for major corporations out there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So what we're trying to do is provide a comprehensive product portfolio so that companies can run their IT infrastructure services on us without any in-house IT investment. This is our target. So we have a comprehensive portfolio right now covering from the virtualization server to storage, to CDN services, to load balancing, to security, to auto-scaling right now. We also have the big data capability, as I just said, so that the user do not have to build their Hadoop in-house. Instead, they can use the, the secure server, non-secure server capability, and also the BI analytics tools on the cloud. So this is the goal that we have for this cloud. Yeah. It would be interesting to also talk a little bit about some of the kind of transaction volumes you deal with. I think last year during the Strong Sui or what we call the yeah. Singles Day on November 11, 2015, you basically see a peak creation volume orders of 140,000 orders per second. So I'm impressed by the fact that the amount of volume that you all need to actually handle on that. Are there any services which actually distinguish AliCloud from the other cloud services? I, I guess one of the areas that I, I talk to your team very often and mm-hmm. we are a user of AliCloud as well. In the area of security, for example. Yeah, 
I think security is a big example, right? So last year, we successfully defended DDoS attack for more than 450 gig per second for one of our cloud tenants. And this is one of the highest recorded cyber attack in human history. Unlike some other cloud providers, we provide security directly to our customers. The other differentiators that will include, for example, middleware, very scalable, where middleware you can scale out your business. And that's actually used by our top team of practice so that we can handle this kind of volume right, instead of using those commodity middleware applications. The other one we have is the cloud, big data part. As I said, big data is a very important piece of Alibaba cloud. And we actually make our living of Alibaba itself on data crunching. Right. So big data analytics tool is a very important piece of Alibaba internal use and also for the Alibaba cloud as well. The other ones including the CDN technology and also the Aspara underlying platform which we differentiate ourselves in terms of technology as well. So recently there was a benchmark tournament, I think it's called Sort Benchmark, right? Mm. Where Alibaba actually won the championship in terms of uh, sorting a huge volume of data in a much, uh, in the quickest time manner. That's also because the technology that you build for your cloud service is actually directly linked to solving actual problems that Alibaba, for example, Taobao and Tmall, they're right. all using right. usually yeah. on that. So it has the biggest test bed on this planet because Alibaba basically has the biggest uh, internet traffic volume and the most complicated e-commerce and payment mm. uh, transactions. Mm. So who are the customers for Alibaba Cloud that you are going to be focusing on? Everybody, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be everybody, but I think it has a few very obvious segments, right? First of all, I think for those internet companies, we are the best optimal solutions for them because it came from a very tested, robust, and verified solution of Alibaba e-commerce itself. Now, I think when it moves up to the enterprise, I think it works as well. Uh, that's another sector that we're looking forward to getting into. If you observe the trend of China and outside, also outside of China, people actually moving out of their location services and their IT room outside and to cloud as well. We mm-hmm. observe this trend globally as well. So this will be a good segment to be customer that mm-hmm. uh, we observe very closely. And uh, we have obtained quite a few references customers in China as well. Mm-hmm. And also for the middle level, those SME customers as well, I think we have obtained very concrete evidence that the SME market is moving to the cloud in a very rapid manner as well. So internet startup developers, enterprise customers, SME will be the major focus that we have moving forward. Given that China has this big domestic market, would you also see a very big demand for a lot of multinationals out there who are interested in entering China? And of course, AliCloud is the largest already in China, so they might want to set up. Is there also that reverse effect that goes into China as well? Yes, it is. That's actually one of the focus that we have right now. We have a program called Go China, which we can comprehensively have help those multinational companies come into China by not only providing the cloud resources, but also providing the rest of the platform, including payment, logistics, and also the local regulations, partnership, and also the tap into the entire ecosystem. So we could be the best parking spot for those giant companies. There's a big focus in helping startups to grow in their respective ecosystems. I mean, I, I connected with your team with a lot of the startup the VCs and entrepreneurs and incubators and accelerators out there. So what are the kind of services that actually Alibaba Cloud help with startups? I know this is quite a tradition because in Taobao, for example, you guys help a lot of merchants in terms of SME banking, etc., from Hong Kong to China. Sure. I mean, 
if you look at the underlying philosophy of entire Alibaba, right, we want to help those small and medium enterprises to do business in a much easier way. So Taobao did that, did its uh, job in terms of the e-commerce part, right? And Alipay did its job from the uh, payment angle. And uh, Tanya, which is a logistic company, did that from the supply chain angle. And Alibaba Cloud, the cloud business, want to do this from the IT perspective. It basically moves the, the IT elements of the small and medium enterprise over to uh, the internet. So, but philosophy-wise, is the same fundamental principle. So we want to help as many as possible small and medium enterprise and those developers to do business and to do their IT over on the internet in a much easier way. So help that we can provide right now, of course, number one will be the infrastructure. We provide the bandwidth, we provide the virtualization, we provide the storage so that people from those SMEs do not have to reinvent the wheel. Mm. They do not have to spend six months to procure whatever they need from those on-premise solutions. Instead, just swipe their credit card and in five minutes they get everything set up, right? But uh, we don't stop here, right? We also help those startups to tap into our ecosystem in terms of getting more exposure to the rest of the world to do co-marketing with us. And if they do well, we will actually have our customers to refer to them so that they can get more traffic. And also we can connect them with, them with the fundings that we have around us so that uh, they can actually get more opportunity in terms of being invested and get more cash to move on. And also we can help them to do more business with China audience better, right? So as I said, we have a Go Back China uh, uh, program so that we can help the startups in, for example, in Singapore, in ASEAN area, to tap back to the audience that we have in China so that we can get the help from us in terms of the local regulation, local compliance, and also they can connect with the users and the partners that we have in our payment and uh, logistics and e-commerce platforms so that they can find actually a big partner in China so that they can actually tap into a China market much easier. And I think that's very attractive for ASEAN uh, startups because of language and culture background. Usually, they would like to look for audience in Chinese market as well. Mm. I also want to uh, point out something that's quite interesting. Only in the course of preparing for this interview, I got to learn a lot, little bit more about Alibaba Cloud. In fact, it has actually met a couple of the international standards, uh, mm-hmm. for example. Can you talk a little bit about some of the standards that you are actually for the global side? Sure. So right now, trying to have the certifications done. Right now, we have recently certified on ISO 27001, and we are the first one who got the CSA certificate globally as well. So mm-hmm. we actually internally established things specifically to address those compliance certificates that we could acquire. We have things in U.S. and in Singapore to, compliance, to comply with those certifications, and we expect some more certificates to come. Of course, given you're here and it's not easy, so I want to sort of get your thought leadership a little bit on cloud computing in the Asia-Pacific. The first question I wanted to ask you is, what are the interesting trends that you're observing cloud computing in Asia-Pacific, given that you have now looked into this market? Sure. I think, first of all, is the cloud is getting the mind share much faster than we saw, right? The tipping point has come. So nowadays, if you, I think five years ago, if you ask any CIO to use any cloud, some people will actually question you, why would I 
used, right? Because of security concerns and other perceptions. But nowadays, if you come to a CIO, especially startup, they will ask you why not a cloud at all, right? Uh, I haven't seen any startup who want to build their in-house on-premise IT infrastructure now. Everyone is on the cloud, especially for the first startup period, because that gives them scalability, gives them flexibility, elastic, and all kinds of economic benefits, right? So. I was quite surprised by how fast the, the people will change to the cloud chain. So this is number one. And number two is still more concentrated on the infrastructure as a service, however, is moving to the past and SaaS in a very quickly manner. So I would predict in the coming decade, the SaaS of entire China and also the Asia part will actually take off, right? Mm -hmm. As you can see, in U.S., we already have Salesforce, we have Okta, so we have very those giant SaaS companies. And it didn't happen in past decade of uh, Asia part, but it's coming very soon because the us part has to lay down very good foundation for that wave to come, right? So this is the second one. I think the third one that, as you can see, is the economy around these, around those cloud companies is actually growing very fast. You will see the ecosystem, you will see the marketplace based on cloud technology and cloud practice. Those service companies actually are growing to be a very big sector. And I think this is going to reshape the entire IT sectors as well. Okay. And uh, you will see the companies who will not adopt cloud, who will just focus on legacy IT on-premise uh, products, is going to have trouble. Do you see that also changing for, like, for example, industries like financial banks because they require very tough regulation from the monetary authorities because they need to have physical servers? Do you think that they will also start to change and move to the cloud as well? Yeah, so they're highly regulated. So in terms of the pace that, uh, of adopting cloud, they're, of course, very obviously slower than other segments. Mm. But still, we see the change is still, is still moving on. So financial sectors, uh, people are looking at leveraging other people's past assets. They're looking at leveraging infrastructure as a service, service resources, especially at peak hours. Mm. So as long as they want to leverage other people's resource, other people's assets, they look at the cloud as well. It's just a matter of how they can and when they can do this in a very safely and regulated manner. I thought this question would be interesting because you talk to a lot of CIOs out there and what are the kind of best practices that you have observed in CIOs considering or adopting cloud services like Alibaba Cloud? What should they be thinking about? Well, I think the first of all, they should look at a few criteria. Number one, what are their web-facing applications, right? And number two, what are the applications that they may see a burst in terms of resource use? If they look for flexibility and an elastic resource, they should consider cloud, right? And number three, what are the assets they want to leverage, right? There are applications that they can stay in-house forever. They have very stable workload. They never do client-facing or internet-facing. It's all internet use and they don't want to leverage any external assets, then I think those those applications can stay on-premise. But there are more and more applications out there who would like to go on the internet, and more and more applications who would like to see very unpredictable <coughs> workload, and uh, there are most of more and more applications who will leverage uh, external data, external API, external bursting of uh, resources then I think cloud is the best choice for them. So I would suggest them to look at those applications to start off and then gradually to reshape their more 
entire IT infrastructure to be a more uh, hybrid cloud. Mm. As a cloud platform, would you see that go more upstream? I mean, you talk about the data analytics piece, right? Mm-hmm. Is it going to go into the kind of things about predictive data modeling yeah. and able to do trend predictions as well? Yes, yes, we're going to do that. So this is the, the big data part that uh, we are very much focused on. So machine learning operation and also the BI tools is something that we look forward to providing on our platform. And of course, there's going to be a lot to be talking about and I'm sure that Alibaba Club is going to be moving in exponential pace in the next next couple of months and years ahead. So, how my audience, Chen, how do they find you? Well, I think you can find us on our Twitter account. We do have our Twitter account set up uh, on, with Alibaba Cloud and uh, also we have our Facebook account set up as well. And uh, we have our internal IM tool called DingTalk, which people can actually can find our uh, lots of our uh, counterparts as well, and uh, you're welcome to use that. Uh, speaking of which, I actually have a DingTalk account. I think I was using it to communicate with your staff during sure. in, in Hangzhou. I urge most of you to try to download it. It's yeah. quite interesting app. It's actually. quite interesting app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can find me at bleongcw or at bernaleong.com. Subscribe to us at Analyze Asia, A N A L Y S E Asia. You can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And a cast, and of course, tweet us and give us your feedback. And once again, Sushan, really thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.